your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friday, January 7th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, the Florida Panthers road woes continue. Now, after losing to the Dallas Stars by a final score of 6-5 to five in a shootout last night, at the American Airlines Center, the Florida Panthers are now four, four, and five on the road. However, it's not the most discouraging game. Not gonna lie, um, there's still a couple of great things that the Florida Panthers did that carried over from their previous homestand, and they finished this game with a, a goal in each period which now means that they've gone 14 straight periods dating back to December 29th against the New York Rangers in the second period. Ever since the second period of that game, the Florida Panthers have scored at least one goal in every period. Now, they have four straight games with a power play goal, five of them in that span, dating back to the game on December 30th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The power play is 4 of 11 in the month of January. 36%. Encouraging. Though, the Florida Panthers did have opportunities to win this. They did. But a few mistakes cost them the game. There are a lot of takeaways from the Dallas Stars. They won that department last night. Uh, 11 to 3 in favor of Dallas. So the Dallas Stars really turned it down for the Florida Panthers, especially in that overtime period where the Florida Panthers didn't even get a single shot on goal in that overtime period. And the third period, both the the third period alone, just the both teams locked it down where there's a lot of shots on goal in the in the game, but barely any in the third period. Both of them really knocked it down. And now this is also another thing. This is the third straight game that the Florida Panthers have had at least 40 shots on goal. Of course, the overtime helped with them getting to 40, but think about it like that. You're going to give your team a lot of chances to win when you put that many shots on goal. Are all of them quality shots? No. Let we gotta We got to also focus on what's the better quality shots instead of just throwing it at the net. But the Florida Panthers, you're going to put yourself in a great position to win. And so coming out of this game with one point 
instead of nothing. Could have gotten two. Would have been better, of course. But coming out of this is not the most discouraging side for this Florida Panthers team. And with the power play being better, the Florida Panthers still, as a season average, uh, have about 18%, which is good for 18th in the league. But the biggest stre- the this stretch right now for the power play is very encouraging. Hart Hooby, two points again tonight for the Florida Panthers alternate captain. The run that he's on, fourth in the league in points behind Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and Alex Ovechkin th- this season. The what he's doing this year, especially towards the, the, this last run, Barkoff being out, and then it continuing, it, whether it's on the power play, whether it's even strength, whether it's six on five. Also, goals came from all type of places in this one. Power play goal, shorthanded goal, two even strength goals, and a six on five goal. So it's also encouraging that this is a team that can score in various, various different ways. Though even strength has been their best, which is, isn't that the part where you want to be the best? Because if a penalty is not called, uh, you still got to find a way to score because penalties called are down in most recent years than they have before. So this is where you want to be the best in. And Florida is still very much there with how they play at even strength. So, the Florida Panthers, they lose this one in a shootout. Ekblad gets three. Barkov gets two goals and one assist. Hornquist the, um, goes, gets two points as well. The, not only did he get a goal in this one, but he was in great position for screens, a tip-in as well. And... What a valuable piece to to this team. And Joe Thornton, he played his uh, 1700th NHL game. And the starters for both the Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars were Joe Thornton on one side, Joe Pavelski on the other for the Dallas Stars, two former teammates in San Jose after playing 1,100 games together in the Bay Area. That was a cool, that was a really cool thing at the beginning of the game. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool um, to celebrate. Joe Thornton's 1700 game, and of course, credit to the Dallas Stars and the American Airlines Center for recognizing Joe Thornton as well uh, in this in this one. So, not again, not the most discouraging game. Uh, if you're the Florida Panthers, still some positive signs from this team. We'll talk more about the giveaways, the defensive woes. Uh, as well um, coming up in the next segment. So we're going to talk more about that right here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day. It's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, 
which may be chalky or waxy or tastes like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious boat bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out built.com to see what's new. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 6-5 loss in a shootout against the Dallas Stars. So the lines look like this for Hagee, Barkoff, Max and Mammon, John Huberto, Anton Lundell, Anthony Duclair, Frank Vitrano, Joe Thornton, 1700 game. Joe Thornton, Owen Tippett, Ryan Lomberg, Etulus Thurinen, and Patrick Hornquist. Defensive pairings, Mackenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, Radko Gudis, Olio Levy in for Lucas Carlson, paired with Brandon Montour and the goalies. Bob starting, Jonas Johansson as the backup with Spencer Knight entering COVID protocol. So, this one for the Florida Panthers. The first period, the Cats, they... They outskated the Dallas Stars point blank. That that's the that's the truth in that. And that and how was breakaway from Carter Hagee draws a penalty there. And then there was another breakaway that Carter Hagee had later in the period, uh, where he got slashed on a, on a rush. And credit to uh, Joe Thornton on that one in the second penalty for creating the the turnover that caused the penalty for uh the Dallas Stars so you turn over in the neutral zone you um you get past your defenders and it puts them out of position drawing penalties and the first one helped with the first goal getting a power play goal and the Florida Panthers' ability to get the puck after a shot off a rebound and then keep it in their own zone that was the that was the really impressive thing about the first goal by the Florida Panthers, and then Hubi gets it to Barkov, shot from the high slot, uh, go freezes the defense because one Dallas defender was going towards Huberto, and then he gets it back to Barkov, and then Barkov with no screen in front of Braden Holtby gets it past gets it past them. So that that's the that's the impressive thing about that no screen and. He was able. He was still able to get it past uh, the former uh, Vesna Trophy winner, um, and th- this one as well. This is where the Florida Panthers kind of gave away a few. A few. The the they gave it in ways of tip ins. They gave it in ways of not being able to clear the zone. 
uh, and also poor stick handling, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But first one was a tipped one by Michael Raffle off a shot by John Klingberg. Goes five hole. Sergey Bobrovsky does, doesn't have any time to react on that one. So after one, it was tied 1-1. And, but the Florida Panthers, they were out skating the stars in this one and got more chances around the net. Shots on goal were 19-10 to 10 after, after one. And Sergey Borovsky, historically, uh, has a winning record against the, the Dallas Stars. Uh, the, the graphic, they showed a graphic on the Bally Sports feed saying that he, his goals against average uh, is under two against the Dallas Stars in 18 games, I believe it was. I, th- I believe it was 15-2-1 that the broadcast showed. Uh, at, be, the Florida Panthers went into the second period with a on the penalty kill because Max and Mammon got a hook at 19.55 of the first period and carried over to the second. And, man, Anton Lindell, who is third in the NHL in takeaways. Number one is Mackenzie Weger. So, and with rookie points, uh, Anton Lindell is seventh, I believe. And the, the fact that he is so trusted on the penalty kill creates a turnover right at center ice. And then um, they don't allow the Dallas stars to even get near the the zone. And Barkov just gets the puck right away after, after that deflection by Lundell. Uh, well, first it was given to Ekblad and then Ekblad found Barkov, but nobody was able to catch up to Barkov after, after that deflection, which, the Dallas Stars were skating one way, and they just couldn't uh, re- reposition themselves to go the other way. So Barkov just uses his speed. We talked about that a lot. We've talked about this a lot in this episode so far. And goes backhand on Braden Holtby. And my God, the, the, and, you, and two early goals for this game that weren't at even strength. That's the, that, that was very encouraging for the Florida Panthers going into that one. and. They did get a shorty. Uh, Dennis Gornianov uh, gets a goal right in front of the right, right in front of a shot that should have been saved by Bobrovsky off a shot by Jamie Ben. Gets through the five hole and Gornianov just retrieves the puck and it goes in. So that was that was kind of a Debbie Downer. It was with nine seconds left on the on the power play for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Panthers were very close to killing it and. Bobrovsky just couldn't make that make that save for for the for the cat, but just a few minutes later, uh, Patrick Hornquist, great position in front of the net. Forsling, uh, does does the whole cliche of just getting the puck to the towards the net, and you see what happens. And Patrick Hornquist, who's done it his whole pretty much his whole career, being in front of the net in his office, as we like to say, and my God, he uh, he. Found a way to uh, to create something in front of the goalie and it going through. My God, and the Dallas Stars just just ten minutes later, uh, Jason Robertson from the point and got to give credit to Rupe Hints who screened Bobrovsky and I thought it was off Rupe Hints originally, but looking back at the replay, it looks like it was deflected off Mackenzie Weger. And the th- the thing is. Mackenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad a lot. I've recalled a lot of times this season defensively that 
there were goals given up based on deflections off of Florida Panthers players. And I remember opening night, especially against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I believe there was two goals given up by the Panthers that were deflected off their own guy's stick. Uh, and then, my God, 28 seconds. This was two goals in 28 seconds uh, apart. Olio Levy, who doesn't play a lot, he's been hurt. He's been sent down on conditioning stints for the Florida Panthers. Uh, turns it over. The Florida Panthers are just unable to clear their own zone. And Bob can't secure another save uh, off of Tyler Sagan. Sagan grabs his own rebound. And then 4 3, uh, Dallas. And Bobrovsky, not his be- best game uh, for the Florida Panthers. It, does, it still doesn't take away from what Sergey Bobrovsky has done this season. But some of, some of, the, some of the goals, especially, um, the one from Gurianov, this one from Tyler Sagan, which was, was another one that was off a rebound. And then there's one late. We'll we'll talk a l- about one uh, a little later as well, uh, because uh, probably 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 one that a lot of a lot of Panther fans have different opinions on. But we'll get to that in a bit. But the Dallas Stars, um, the forecheck was great in this one in the second period, and the. That's what caused the the goal by Tyler Sagan as well. That that turnover on Ole Levy and they outshot the Panthers in that second period, twenty to fourteen. Uh, though they didn't get many shots on goal in that third period in overtime, but they made the most of what they had in that second in that second period. And this one, the fourth line, my God, the in that four game homestand. That fourth line looked up the the numbers and the TV broadcast also put up a graphic of how that fourth line did in that homestand. Four goals, five assists, a plus seven rating for that fourth line of Etzel Lusterinen, Ryan Lomberg, and Patrick Hornquist. My God, all, all three of them have just been incredible. And the fourth goal for the Florida Panthers, uh, 17-17 in the game, in the second period, Lomberg just gets in front of a passing lane. He didn't get an assist on this goal, but that extra zone time and that Florida Panthers working around to put the Dallas Stars and Braden Holtby out of position, a lot of credit goes to Ryan Lomberg on that one, especially with getting a stick pretty high. He avoids hitting it with the high stick, and then he keeps it in the Florida Panthers working around. Mackenzie Weger scores on a wrister. Uh, and guess who screens in front of Braden Holtby? Patrick Hornquist. He, of course, he's not gonna. He did get a secondary assist on that one, but he gets that extra extra credit, for, in my opinion, for setting up that screen uh, in, in front of the net. And going into the third period, uh, the Florida Panthers uh, led shots 30, 33 to thirty. Though, again, twenty to fourteen um, advantage Dallas in that in that period, and. We talked about Bob having two saves that he, that he should have had two saves, but this was probably the most difficult one to swallow in in this one. the The stick handling of Sergey Bobrovsky, he there was a there was a rush, and Jamie Ben, Jamie Ben was like rushing to to get the get the puck, and 
Sergei Borovsky tries to pass it to, I believe it was Verhage. But I don't disagree with the decision of Sergei Bobrovsky coming out of the net. What I don't agree on is who he tried passing it to. And looking at the replay last night, I gotta see it. One, I'm gonna go see it one more time after recording this. the The replay showed that Aaron Ekblad was wide open, right in the middle. And I get it, but at the same time, go going when when a player is going on a rush the other way, and the goal the goal the, the goalie's only chance is to come up and and take a swipe at it to clear the zone. Those are quick, instinctual judgment calls, and that's something that I that I tweeted yesterday during the game. That's a judgment call. But, again, you pass it a little bit to Sergei Barovsky's right. And, and, of course, with goalie mass, the peripherals aren't the best. So maybe he didn't even, if you're putting yourselves in the position of Sergei Barovsky, you might not have even seen Aaron Ekblad in your peripheral. So that's a position that I have to be in more to understand what Sergei Barovsky's line of thinking was. But saw Aaron Ekblad open right in the middle. So. That, that was uh, that was hard to swallow on that on that turnover and the the stars captain Jamie Ben uh, gives the Dallas Stars the lead. There was a big big penalty kill um late in the third where the Florida Panthers didn't allow a single shot on goal uh, after Anthony Duclair quote unquote interfered um so the and on that one especially on that penalty kill what made it. What made it possibly game changing was Brandon Montour uh, with a great defensive play on Michael Raffle, who might have had his uh, could have had his second goal of the game, but that was a big defensive play. Uh, and faceoffs. Let's talk about faceoffs. I know it's not the end all be all when it comes to a formula to win, but when your faceoff percentage is towards the bottom of the league. It's not something that could completely be ignored. And the Florida Panthers, especially with Alexander Barkov out, have just not been the best in, in that category. And the last two minutes, goalie pulled at 235 left. And the Florida Panthers had multiple chances. Barkov, big save by, by Holpe. Verhage, right on the doorstep. and. Braden Holtby on his stomach makes the makes a beautiful glove save on Carter Hagee right in front of the doorstep. And face-off win after face-off win after face-off win. That was what created a lot of tired Dallas Stars players uh, on the ice as they were putting their final units uh, on, the, on the ice. And they get the final change uh, as being the home team as well. So they... The Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars. Let's talk about Dallas um, winning those faceoffs against Dallas. Dallas is one of the best teams in the dot this season. They're one of the best power play units uh, in in the league. Their even strength no- numbers aren't the best. Their goaltending's great with uh, Jake Ottinger and Braden Holtby. But man, the Panthers, they just found a way to to just win every single faceoff and creating that those opportunities over and over and over again. And then of course, hashtag heart Hoobie, uh, 
gets it and and scores for the Panthers two points uh for Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, uh and I I'm just lost for words of what Jonathan Huberdeau's done and that that goal was kind of a you knew you knew it was coming because of what the Florida Panthers were throwing at the net and in the third period through eight with eight minutes left there was a, only a total of three shots on goal combined by both teams so n- not a lot of opportunities early for either one to break this game open uh, and the Florida Panthers just kept challenging them and it started in the dot and if the Florida Panthers had the record that they had have and they were middle of the pack in faceoffs I'd be less concerned but the fact that you're that low in 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 that category it is a little bit concerning the even though they won those four faceoff in a row they still won the battle the the Dallas Stars still won the battle 60 to 40 last night. So the the those four faceoffs were huge in in getting the Florida Panthers at least a point. The Florida Panthers didn't get a single shot on goal in overtime and then of course the glorified skills competition uh has the Dallas Stars getting two goals while the Florida Panthers didn't get any. Jonathan Huberdeau uh didn't score in the first one and then Anton Lindell didn't score in the second one. So the Florida Panthers could have had that extra point. Uh, don't make I don't make much of shootout losses because you just never know who's going to be hot and who's going to not be hot in that. But it felt like a well-deserved point. And Panthers showed trends from their recent homestand, and then they made a few mistakes. Uh, Dallas, let, let's also be honest, because Dallas is one of the best home teams in all of the NHL, too. So it was a it's a tough place to play. The Dallas Stars are still a very experienced team from being in the Stanley Cup final just two years ago. So I know they went through a lot of adversity with COVID last year. Ben Bishop uh retiring due to injury. Uh Tyler Sagan not playing for most of last season. And there's still a lot of experience on that Dallas Stars team that knows what it takes to win and the florida panthers getting a road point again not discouraging but the florida panthers they wrap up their two-game trip uh on saturday against the carolina hurricanes which the florida panthers last time these two met back in early november the florida panthers took their lunch money and some and now this is the second of three matchups and we're going to talk about it next in the next segment here on Locked On Panthers. Your first listen of the day. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage 
of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. The Florida Panthers are coming off a six to five shootout loss against the Dallas Stars. So the Florida Panthers are traveling from Dallas to Raleigh, North Carolina today, and the Panthers to preview this game against the Carolina Hurricanes, the Metropolitan Division leading Carolina Hurricanes, and right now the best uh, percentage um, points percentage in all of the NHL. They are so defensively sound, one of the best defensive teams in all the all of the National Hockey League, the best actually. Uh, penalty kill second with eighty nine point five percent, and goals against uh, two point one three and how about who they acquired in the offseason in Freddie Anderson, who dealt with that media market in Toronto. And, you know, when things go bad in Toronto, uh, it's like the sky is falling. And now that he has less pressure in Raleigh, North Carolina, he is put in a better situation and more has not, there's not as much pressure to, to play great. And if things go south even a little bit it's not the end of the world in a market like raleigh more and really any market in the southeast part of the united states but it's just it's just been a better it's just been a better uh situation for freddie anderson even though he's dealt with injury issues uh in his past and the scoring for carolina sebastian ajo uh leads the way with 34 points and nine ahead of the second uh, highest on the Carolina Hurricanes. And Sebastian Ajo actually missed a few games earlier this season due to having to stay quarantined in, I believe it was Vancouver, uh, a, few, a few weeks ago, right before all the shutdowns happened. So the Carolina Hurricanes star is doing so much for them. Uh, and it was a strange offseason for the Hurricanes as well with trading away Alex Ndokovic, a guy who was a finalist for the Calder last year. The Florida Panthers faced one Calder finalist on Thursday in Jason Robertson and then uh, Alex Ndokovic, uh, who's, who's now with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they didn't want to offer him the contract and getting Freddie Anderson. Uh, they, this team hasn't missed a beat without Ndokovic. Crazy to think. And I, I I think if you're I think if you're the GM of the Carolina Hurricanes, you're kind of grinning right now, a, a kind of like a sinister grin, thinking that hey, they didn't they didn't have to pay this guy, but they got this guy, and they haven't missed a beat. And Rod Brindmore got an extension this off season, uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes, and. He's been doing wonders. I never had a single doubt that he was going to leave uh, Raleigh after after last season. And the Carolina Hurricanes, they just they just play very great defensive sound hockey. And the Florida Panthers are gonna they're gonna have a tough time uh, in Carolina. It's not going to be an easy game uh, on the road, especially where the Florida Panthers just haven't won much. They're as mediocre as can be on the road. And uh, if you come out of this with a win, then 
we will be having a very very fun Monday podcast because it's a huge it would be a huge win not only for the division over 500 on the road trip and uh, keeping a big pace for the President's Trophy and the division too so that that will be if you get two big road points with one matchup to go against the Carolina Hurricanes then you're putting yourself in good position uh when the Florida Panthers come back home uh to face the Vancouver Canucks on Tuesday so we'll be talking more about that Saturday's game on Monday and so big game for the Florida Panthers big road game uh up ahead and Super excited to, uh, to see what the Florida Panthers have, especially with being in the same division as them last year, and only winning two of those games, and both of them were overtime wins. So, the Florida Panthers, they just haven't been able to figure this team out, and maybe this is the game that you really show because you won one at home. Can you win one on the road to show the Carolina Hurricanes for now that? this isn't the same team as last year. This team is even better. So that's what a win will do for the Florida Panthers as they visit the PNC Arena on Saturday night against the Carolina Hurricanes. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets. Hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's freely available on all platforms, so subscribe to Lockdown Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez. Signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which your team every day.